Welcome to In Plain Sight, Spiritual Health and Wellness and Wednesday Night Broadcast. Jeremy in Kentucky here. Please go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash the donate, send the fundage, make your check or money order payable to RBN 2251, Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664, call in the debit or credit card to 1-800-724-2719, extension 3. I want to start off the night, as usual, with a sermon clip. Um, This from Pastor Kay in Paris, Tennessee, on biblical view of human government, God's sovereignty over human government. If you would, Mike, let's roll that clip, and I'll do some commentary on the other side. All right. If you take your Bible and turn to the Old Testament book of Daniel... Daniel chapter number 2. Daniel chapter number 2. And I want to preach a message tonight that is a little different uh, than something I may normally do. Uh, I do want to exposit some of the text here in chapter number 2. But I also want to take the truth that Daniel presents to us and show you some places in Scripture where this principle is exemplified. And I believe this text is especially timely in the day in which we live. Now, the Word of God is always relevant. The Bible is more relevant than tomorrow's newspaper. And it speaks to us in whatever situation we find ourselves in, wherever we live, Whatever our status, whatever the context, the Bible never fails to give direction. In all the perplexities of life, the Bible never fails to speak. But this text in Daniel chapter number 2, I think is something that we as Christians especially need to remember and ponder and meditate upon in 2021. So I want to read a couple verses, Daniel chapter 2, beginning at verse 20. These are the words of God. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. I want to preach tonight from Daniel chapter number 2, on the idea of the sovereignty of God over human governments. The sovereignty of God over human governments. See, there are certain maxims and sayings that we as Christians often repeat. I'm talking about the kind of things that you might find on a bumper sticker or on the back of one of those corny Christian t-shirts. I know what I'm talking about because I own a couple of those. <laughs> no. <laughs> and sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're not. You know, God helps those. Who helped themselves, right? We've all heard that one. That's foolishness. But sometimes they're true. And one of these 
little saying that you see all the time that actually is not just true, but very true, is the saying, the maxim, that God is still on the throne. Uh, when, when Biden was elected, how many of y'all heard that? How many of y'all saw and scrolling through your Facebook, saw other Christians say, well, God is still on the throne, God is still on the throne. See, we throw that, that out there, we throw these little sayings out there, but do we really stop to consider the truth of, of, of such statements? So that's what, that's what I want to do this evening, is I want to consider really the, the biblical truth of such a statement. God is still on the throne. God does still rule and reign. Christ is king. And what are the implications? Because he is king. How then should we live? See, that, that's an important question. When you're reading the Bible, that, that's a question you ought to ask yourself. Read it. Understand what it says and then say, how then should I live? Because this is true. God is still on the throne. By this it is meant that even though things may be looking grim from our human perspectives, God is still sovereign. He is still ruling and reigning. He is still in control. And we can trust Him to sustain us and provide for us no matter what happens. And this little maxim is abundantly true. And I believe that a survey of this truth, as it is taught in the Word of God, will provide for us a source of great comfort and confidence as we move forward in obedience and service to God. Jesus Christ said upon leaving this earth, when He ascended, He told His disciples, Occupy Till I come. Now that, that word occupy in the King James Bible, it's a, it's a wonderful little word. It means we are to be hard at work. We are to be occupied with, with the work and the task that the Lord has given us. We're not to be idle. We're not to be twiddling our thumbs. We're not to be sitting around doing nothing. Jesus said, occupy till I come. And, and here's the truth. When Jesus told his disciples, occupy till I come, he told them that, having full knowledge of all the situations, all the governmental leaders, all of the regimes, all of the famines, all of the economic crashes that would ever happen, he knew it all. And yet he said, occupy till I come. So our situation around us can never be an excuse for slothfulness and laziness in the service of the Lord. Occupy till I come. Now, the context in which I'm preaching this evening in America in 2021 is a context of utter government turmoil. Unless you've lived under a rock the last several years you know that we're in a time in our country that we've never seen before. Uh, I'm a young man, and I've never seen anything like it. But I've talked with wise men that are twice my age, and they say, I've never seen anything like this. And therefore, the Word of God, though timeless in every age, is especially poignant in our day. Now, um, I want to ease your worried mind for a second and let you know that even though I'm preaching on the subject of civil government, 
from the book of Daniel. Uh, my goal tonight is not to espouse my own political opinions. I'll give them to you, and then we'll move on. So here's, here's my official political opinion. The way I see it, the Democrats are uh, racing off the cliff at 90 miles an hour. And the Republicans are cruising off the cliff at an amiable pace of 45 miles an hour. Now, I prefer the Republicans that are going 45 miles an hour because I'm an American citizen, and as an American citizen, I'm duct taped in the trunk. <laughs> so going off the cliff at 45 gives me more time to figure out how I'm going to escape. Uh, if the Democrats were to propose a bill that would uh, have the military storm into D.C. and burn down the Capitol building, the Republicans would counter that with a bill that would destroy the Capitol building peacefully over the course of three years. <laughs> so there's my political philosophy. And, and now that we're done with that, we'll move on. Uh, so let, let us first take the text here in Daniel 2 and exposit these verses, verses 20 and 21. And then I want to uh, take some examples from other places in Scripture that show forth the truth in these verses. So, in Daniel 2, the subject of this chapter is a dream of King, king Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, the king has this dream, and he doesn't understand what the dream means. So he commissions his wise men to tell him the dream, and they say, well, can you just tell us what the dream is, and we'll tell you the interpretation. But Nebuchadnezzar kind of says, well, no, no, not so fast. See, I want you to not only tell me the interpretation, but I want you to tell me the dream and the interpretation. See, anybody, if they heard the dream, anybody could make up some interpretation. But Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to tell him what the dream was so that they could, uh, he could know that they really were these prophetic wise men. Well, of course, they were unable to do that because from nothing comes nothing. And Nebuchadnezzar said, well, if you can't do that, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, what an ultimatum. And so these wise men... They go to Daniel, and they say, hey, uh, Belteshazzar, <laughs> hey, Daniel, uh, we've heard that you have a little bit of uh, expertise in this domain, and we could really use your help. And so Daniel agrees to, to help the wise men and to aid in this situation, and he sets to praying about the dream and asking God to show him the dream and the interpretation. And then God reveals to Daniel the dream and the interpretation, and he goes to the king, and, and this is his reply in verse 20. Now, we're not going to be talking about that dream, but, but we're going to focus really on Daniel's reply to the king. And so Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God. Forever and ever. Now keep in mind that Nebuchadnezzar, he's not God's man. He's not the poster child for a New Testament Christian. Okay, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was a, a godless king. 
As a matter of fact, the only reason why Daniel was even in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom was because Israel and Judah had been taken into captivity. But understand this, that even under a godless regime, Daniel praises the Lord. He says, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Daniel, as though it were by instinct, begins with praising and magnifying and glorifying God. He gives God the praise under a godless regime. And this is a common theme throughout the Bible. As those who truly know God do not only praise Him when things are well with them, but they praise God when the times are hard. It's easy to praise God when you're up on the mountain. But are you praising Him in the valley? See, Daniel understood that the nature, character, and attributes of God transcend human circumstances and demand worship and praise regardless of the situations in which we find ourselves. That's why he says, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. There's never a time. There's never a circumstance. There's nothing that could ever come to pass in your life in which you shouldn't be praising the name of God. No calamity is so big that God is still not worthy to be praised. Because the truth is, no matter how bad it might be, we deserve far worse. He says, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Then he goes on to say, for wisdom and might are his. Wisdom and might are his. These are two sides to the same coin. See, God's wisdom is his omniscience, which ordains all things. And God's might is his omnipotence in bringing to pass whatsoever he has ordained. God's wisdom is his knowledge, and God's might is his power. To perform all that he has decreed. God's wisdom is seen in his revealing the dream to Daniel. But God's might is seen in his perfect execution of all the events pictured in the dream. See, God told Daniel the content of this prophetic dream. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream about future events. And Daniel said, this is what the dream means. He gave the interpretation of the dream before it ever happened. That was God's omniscience. His all-knowing. And understand this, God knows all things because He's ordained all things. There's nothing that God has ever learned. But His omnipotence, that is His all-powerful mind, is seen in that he then works in the world to bring to pass everything that the dream foretold. And only a sovereign God can do that. See, God inscrutably plans all things, and then he performs all of his plans. God knows what to do, and he has all power to do it. 
That's how he can be the faithful God. So you and I, we can say that we're going to do something. We can give our word. But we don't have the power to always perform our word. I could tell you that I'll meet you for supper at 4 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Now that's my promise to you. I've given you my word. I said I shall do that. But either I could have something outside of me, a flat tire, a a problem that arises that keeps me from being able to fulfill my word, or I could have a failure inside of me. I, I could be deceitful, slothful, and just not keep my word. But it is never so with God. When God said it shall be, it shall be. And when God said it will be, it will be. That's the sovereignty of God. And so that's the sermon clip uh, from Pastor Kay in Paris, Tennessee. Uh, He's dealing with Daniel chapter 2, where Nebuchadnezzar has a dream of a statue. And this dream is interpreted by Daniel as the upcoming Gentile world governments that will control the world, control the earth. Uh, up to the coming of the Messiah. Um, the statue had a head of gold, and it regressed as you go through the body into various um, less metals. And uh, the one thing I want to focus on is the two legs of steel, and this is the Roman Empire. This is the beginning of the Roman Empire. Um, as it split in two from uh, Rome in the west and Constantinople in the east. We'll get back to this interpretation and uh, do more on the other side of the break. Back on the next slide. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. With remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising, and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? 
Power Ease Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Slight uh, spiritual health and wellness on your Wednesday night broadcast. We're talking about God's sovereignty over human government, and the speaker was um, talking about Daniel chapter 2 and the dream of Nebuchadnezzar of the future Gentile empires that would rule the earth um, until the coming of Christ. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out. Uh, that the speaker mentioned was the sovereignty of God in all things, government and and everything at all. Um, the Lord God does not just look into the future and see what is to transpire. He does not make his decisions based on what man does, because God is uh, omnipotent. He is omniscient. Um, he knows all things. He controls all things. He cannot learn. There is no concept of God looking into the future and learning what's going to happen. It's his counsel that determines the future. This is um, played out in Isaiah 46, chapters nine, uh, verses 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Verse 10, 
of Isaiah 46, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel will stand and I will do all my pleasure. The Lord God does not look through the portals of time and see what is to happen. He ordains what is to happen. The future is his counsel. And so that's something that we need to understand about the character of God according to the scripture. And so we we understand that as we read Daniel chapter 2, that the speaker was mentioning King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon circa 5th century, 5th and 6th century B.C., King Nebuchadnezzar was shown a dream from God um, that outlined the future governments of the world, basically, until the coming of Christ. And it was shown to him in the vision of a statue, um, a head of gold, and then it the metals degraded as you went through the statue. One thing I want to focus on was the legs of iron. Um, this being the Roman Empire split into two. Um, you had the capital of Rome in Italy and in Constantinople. And since then, you've had a balance of power um, on the global scene because the uh, Ottoman Empire took over the uh, nation of Turkey, the, the continent of Turkey, and overtook Constantinople. You get into World Wars One and Two. In World War One, you had the British Empire um, with their goal of destroying the Ottoman Empire. And you had the struggle between East and West. They destroyed the Ottoman Empire and the uh, German Second Reich and distributed those um, lands and divided them up. Hitler rose up in World War II to try to take back uh, the German Empire, and that was destroyed. And you had emerging from World War II uh, with the British Empire in decline. You had the American Empire coming on the scene and the Cold War between America and Russia the American Empire and the Russian Communist government. You had these two powers, a left and right balance of power. Um, this is displayed in the Daniel 2 statue um, prophecy of the two legs um, of Gentile rule on the earth. Displayed uh, as we see in history and um, observe in the Cold War with the American Empire on the West and NATO and the uh, Russian Empire, um, the Soviet Union on the uh, in the East side. And you had these two balances of power that were displayed until actually recently um, after Russia invaded the Ukraine and uh, the West put sanctions on Russia to try to overthrow uh, Vladimir Putin and the, the West is now in a, a period of declension 
um, because the Western sanctions did not work um, against Russia and did not overthrow Vladimir Putin. And so you have this declension in the West. We'll get back to this more on In Plain Sight after the break. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419.
We are back to spiritual health and wellness on your Wednesday night broadcast on Republic Broadcasting Network. Uh, Jeremy here on In Plain Sight. I was just covering uh, Daniel chapter 2 where um, Israel was under the occupation of uh, the Babylonians in the southern kingdom of Judah. And at this time, the northern kingdom of Israel was under occupation of Assyria because of their idolatry and their various sins. And uh, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon was given a, a vision of the future Gentile empires that were to come. And he was given this vision uh, in the form of, of a statue, and Daniel interpreted this vision for him. I was just going into how throughout the um, world civilization since then, We've had a left and right balance of power uh, coming into post-World War II, the American Empire on the West and the uh, Soviets on the, uh, in the, in the East. And uh, it seems that the Western form of government is collapsing um, in lieu of the sanctions of Russia uh, with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And now that Russia and China have gained prevalence, and part of the the prophecy in Daniel two in the statue is that this uh, east and west balance of power would collapse into a one world government in the form of two feet and ten toes um, made of iron and clay, and uh, they would not adhere to each other. Interestingly enough, the United Nations has divided the globe into 10 regions um, according to climate ideology. Uh, there's 10 climate regions. So I mean, we could very well be looking at the collapse of the East and West balance of power into a one-world global uh, governance with China and Russia leading the way. And uh, the UN dividing this globe into 10 regions, into 10 climate regions. Um, that's pretty much where we're at right now. I'm going to go to the call screen and take our callers um, before we get very much more into the show. We have Reb from Colorado coming up. Reb, Bubba Scott Reb. Yeah, the U.S. Pentagon first team, Bubba Scout Reb. We're in Region 8 of the 10 federal regions of America, which Nixon put it, and we want them gone. That's the 10 regions. We know about that because that's what they're talking about, a Western Sea and an Eastern Sea. And that's this continent. That's exactly what this is. So there's 10, and we're going to go in with troops and wipe out and take their dope money and that's it. The UN's done. So that's why you call seven zero three six nine seven nine one two one. They told me today they're working on getting us troops here for the wrath of the Almighty. That's what this is. They told you ten federal regions, and they're all run by the United Nations. They're not run from DC. So whoever's in that so-called legislature. In D.C., that's just a clown show, Hollywood freak show on the East Coast. 
this August doesn't represent anything. These ten federal regions are with it, and the regional administrator. That's why they can break all the laws of America, because it's open season on the USA and the white race. We're not going to get any help, and it's all it's all been told in the past. But so is the wrath of the Almighty, where they get crushed, and not us at the top of the Pentagon. Everything we do is ordained with God of War Bubba. When we ask you have any questions. It's about why aren't you telling everybody, hey, we got a team, almighty Bubba Scout rep. It's, it's all our day. We tell you. Bubba was sent to lead this victory over the infidels. That's his, you know, we've been kicked out of all sorts of places. Like, it's not just the Yids that started it, but if you look in textbooks, at Eastern Kentucky University School of Criminal Justice, it tells you what happened to us, and they were studying it in 2015, that wealthy yids in Cherry Creek, Denver, Colorado, they used the J word, were telling the local guineas, that's what we call the 911 PD bastards, to attack white boys and say that it's a gang problem. Well, who contacted us? It was the gang division of the Lakewood Guineas. That's just, I mean, this is word for word out of their textbooks called Introduction to Homicide. Usually it's on Kentucky University Press, but this time it was, they got a school in Florida called Nova Southeastern University of Fort Lauderdale. So I said, they're writing stuff about Colorado in their textbook. I said, what the heck? Where did you get this information? And it said, Soviet Denver, Colorado is worse to the white race than North Korea. It's in there. All this in textbooks at EKU, which I was told by the, by the, the ones who came out here from Quantico for CID. Army CID command. A lot of them was called by the state of Colorado. We're not under UCMJ. But he told me that Homeland Security runs the School of Criminal Justice. It's one of the major criminal justice schools in America at EKU, Eastern Kentucky University, the colonels. And that's on the east side of your state there. And they don't there's a feud going on between East and West of Kentucky. Don't ask. Uh, we've never been to Appalachia. But it's in Richmond, Kentucky, I guess where the start of the Appalachia is, Appalachia. And the, the students, the students go there. They, they told us about this. It's in their t- Lakewood, Colorado is a hot spot for crimes, and the local PD Guineas do a lot. And it was also... They were talking about that Columbine shooting in Jefferson County, the same prosecutor who gave us this evidence that, that the joint chiefs of staff. So you want us well, to do something about this. And somebody called in yesterday to your bad narrative show. It was earlier in your hours of operation in Republic Broadcast. And he said he's from Vancouver, 
Anyone else that's that island in B.C., north of the border, or Vancouver, Washington. But he, he exposed that people. He said, your network is infiltrated. People who pretend they're on the side of liberty, but they're not. They're working for the Yid and the Catholic Church, and they're subverting all the information that goes out because this is part of a subversive campaign where people get to hear what they want to hear, but never it gets fixed. We're, we're the opposite. We tell you what you don't want to hear, and we're going to fix it. And it's going to take full force. It's going to take military force. Because somebody calls into question. that show, says, how are you going to beat an enemy that prints anything? That, yeah, what do you want to say? But How are you going to beat an enemy that prints? And who's this one from Vancouver? Well, you know which side of the border he's on? You no, know, no, Rev. My question is, and this is always my question when you call in, you say that you have connections in the Pentagon and that you can affect change. When will this change be affected? Like, Some how will you implement this change? You understand, I call every day. This should have happened 15 years ago when President Bush 43 wrote to us from Crawford, Texas, saying we're three times, because there's three of us, signed Laura Bush, George Bush, and I thought it was all said. It was at the Joint Chief, General Pace, and he just covered it up. Some U.N. scum behind the scenes are interfering, and it took till General Milley got in that we got Quantico to come out here and start and today I called him and said, when is this, Pat, we're working on getting truth. So we're well, not against starting this like 15 years ago, but they didn't do anything. It went through General Pace, General Dempsey, General well, Dunford. Let, let, let me interject. Let me interject. If, if you're going to affect change, now is the time to affect it. That's what I would Damn say. Right. We have more That's callers, Fred. And we're going to have to do it by people calling in to the National Command and everyone in Congress and not shutting up about Bubba Scour. If we had any, Bubba would have already been in business. We got the war plan from the United States Army Carlisle Barracks, Pennsylvania War College. That's official as it yep. gets. And we're jagging the joint teeth. We want to do this. We can harass the military. We're a military jurisdiction. We got agents involved telling 911 to stay away from us. And it's going to take everybody in America. Well, yeah. Reb, I appreciate it. Um, but again, if we're going to affect change, we need to do it now. If you have your connections in the Pentagon, um, enact them now. I got to go to more callers. Appreciate it, Reb. Uh, we got Joe in Florida and Mike in Kentucky. Uh, Joe in Florida, welcome. <laughs> Hey, Jeremy, thanks for taking my call. Good to hear you. Hey, yeah, you know, um, speaking about the thing you were talking about before, I I, I appreciate that because it ties in a bunch of things. You know, I think in America we have this false, I think it's a Masonic concept, the idea that the power in this country uh, comes from the people. Uh, in other words, the only reason why there's political power is because the people have somehow given it to the political people. When, in fact, you know, traditional Christian, traditional Catholic teaching, traditional Christian teaching absolutely makes clear, excuse me, 
that all power comes from God. All power in every government and any country at any time in any place in all history only exists because that God allows it to exist. And that political power, even every day, even up to this very minute, really uh, comes from God. Uh, that's something which I think we, we've lost. So, I mean, I, I got that out of what you were saying before, uh, where people are, um, you know, it's like the, 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 the thing where people believe that they are their own God. It's the same kind of way of thinking, which is like, you know, man is, is the new God, and we, we give ourselves these authorities. Uh, anyone in any political position could be instantly eliminated, uh, if God didn't want them there. Um, so anyway, I just want to say that, but then uh, the, tying it into, uh, I saw this news story and I would get your feedback. I guess it's the international court. I, I heard somebody and Dr. Fetzer played it, I think yesterday, they're making the legal refutation of the state of Israel's right to exist. Did you hear this? I mean, it was a really well done argument, a legal argument. And it, right. and it, but it, yeah, but it, it brought to mind something that I, I think, and I think I have Dr. Slattery's talked about it. This idea, how long have you heard this? I've heard this for most of my life. Uh, you know, defense of Jews saying, we mean, do you don't think that Israel has a right to exist? You know, and they've been saying that for decades and decades. And, you know, actually, only recently I came back and I thought about it. You know, it's a very strange argument, really, because does anybody ever make that? Why are they using those words going way back? So now it's clear, you see, they set it up because they knew, I think deep down, maybe subconsciously, these Jews that stole the country of Palestine and illegitimately created this so-called country of Israel, which is not even a, a real name. That's a stolen fake name. That's not the name of that country. Okay, they stole the name from the Bible. Israel does not refer to a to this country. It's not it's not Israel. This country that they refer to as Israel, and they use it as a defensive argument, which is like, oh, well, we keep saying, well, you know, don't you acknowledge Israel's right to exist? Why? Because at some point, they probably realize people would be onto them, which is what, which is that actually, Israel, the so-called state of Israel does not have a, quote, right to exist. What do you think? Yeah, the, the secular state of Israel was a, it was, you know, created by a global synagogue of Satan type people. People that say they're right. Jews, but are the synagogue of Satan, um, you know, your Theodore Herzl's, your Rothschild's. And uh, they come into this land where Palestinians have been there for thousands of years. Uh, and they're trying, you know, and, and of course they appeal to the Christian Zionists, uh, and, and I think that's where the power lies in America is Christian Zionism, uh, and exactly. the Jewish influence over the, over America. So no, I mean, you talk about the the genocide of Palestinians. This secular state of Israel is illegitimate and has exactly. been since since inception. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you this, though. Isn't there also a, a biblical premise for denying that? God dispersed these people 
not the, you know, not the same people we know that most of these these are people from like Eastern Europe, the ones that are there now, but they're calling themselves Jews, right? And they that's their religion, okay? But the thing is, isn't this? Uh, they were dispersed. The reason is the diaspora, where the Jews were sent all over the world, was precisely because of God's design, and and it was the punishment for their behavior. Okay, so now you're right. What happened starting in the I guess in the early 20th century, and then culminating with the the establishment of the state of Israel, the Balfour Declaration, and then the establishment was these were atheists, you know, Herzl and other ones pretending, right, that they didn't need God in order to return to that land that was promised them. That's why it gets to my thing, and I said this the other night on something on Dr. Fetzer's show, I have a theory. I actually believe that Israel, this so-called state of Israel, is actually a satanic theocracy. No, in other words, the plan to create this nation is a plan to... Uh, counter God's plan for the Jewish people to say, oh, we don't need you, God. We're going to go back to that land and we're going to establish this land that you took away from us and you, you put it. For, this is an anti-Christian, uh, or anti-God effort. The entire cre- creation of the state of Israel is against God's express will. What did God say in the Bible? He said, you know, at the end times, right, there's scripture to reference about a small remnant of Jews coming back to Christ. And, and you know, that would be their uh, fulfillment of, you know, coming to the promised land, basically. No, this is a completely secular, twisted version that they actually put into practice, which is why we have this, I mean, I can't describe Israel as anything other than a satanic terrorist state. There's a prophecy in Zephaniah 2 that that perfectly fits. Zephaniah 2 says, Gather yourselves together, O nation not desired, before the decree bring forth, before the Lord pass, before the day pass, as the chaff before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. This is talking about a nation that gathers itself together and the Lord brings judgment on it. Um, these are the people that call themselves Jews. I think we're seeing that now, um, the Lord's judgment coming on these people. Um, I don't think that these people that call themselves Israel can connect to the Old Testament Israel. I don't think that they are truly Old Testament Israel, um, and that they're uh, they have judgment in store for them, according to the Zephaniah two prophecy. But that's yeah. that's one interpretation. But I mean, I mean, we see this very clearly. They're committing genocide. I mean, they're not doing the will of the Lord. They don't acknowledge the Son of God. Right, and 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 you know, I'm, I've mentioned this before. One other interpretation of. This whole series of events that have been happening now for the last year, remember, and I mentioned it before, so a year ago during Ramadan, now, the people that are ruling Israel, including Netanyahu, they are religious fanatics. I mean, they are uh, satanic religious fanatics, right? So when did they start this whole thing? They started it a year ago during Ramadan. I'm obviously a Christian, but I respect people, right? If you have a religion... You know, what do they do? The IDF and their thugs that they call settlers literally went into the Al-Aqsa Mosque during the Ramadan 
a month in March last year, and they physically beat up worshippers, Muslims, inside the Al-Aqsa Mosque. This is the thing I've talked about it, and uh, you know you never get it from mainstream media. But the reason why this attack by Hamas on October seventh is they refer to as the Al Aqsa flood is precisely because it's a response to that initial attack last March and April. Now, fascinating how now all of a sudden they're talking. The psychopaths Netanyahu and the other psychopaths are now talking about Ramadan, March tenth, coming up soon. I guess it starts on March 10th, as being a deadline for them. And if the if Hamas doesn't surrender, or they're going to blow up Rafa or do, do more genocide, whatever it is, it fits into this whole scenario. This is a war, religious, fanatic, satanic, Jewish, religious war. They, they are, are attacking Muslims, but their main goal is to what? Is to restore the so-called Third Temple then to bring in their Antichrist, which they call Mashiach, from which he's, they want him to rule the entire world under the Jew world order. Okay? They're doing it, obviously. Even Netanyahu has said, he referenced um, uh, Amalek a few months ago. Now, I mean, I think Netanyahu is like one of these fake people, but he's obviously being controlled and buying into their religious Jewish fanatical narrative, Right. So uh, the point is that that we need to be aware of the fact that they are in t- attempting to start a world war so that they can bring in their Antichrist, which they call their Messiah, who is the Antichrist. Uh, and uh, I don't know, Christians better get wise to it, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, because it's much more serious than I think even people realize. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. We got another caller. Um, and I want to end with this: what the Jews see as the um, oncoming world ruler, who have all political and religious power. That's the Antichrist. That's what they see as the Messiah, because they did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. Hey, thanks, Joe. We got no, no, Mike Jeremy. coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Mike in Kentucky, you got a few minutes. I'd just like to say, first up, I'm not Catholic. The closest thing I've ever been was got paid to play my trombone for Midnight Mass when I was in high school. So I don't know who thinks yeah. I might be Catholic, but <laughs> I'm, I'm more in the camp of Sola Scriptura, which is not pro-Pope, if people know their whatever eschatology at all. I'm more of a Berean, and uh, I examine things as I can find the truth, you know, and, and try to fit them in with what I've already figured out. Throw out what doesn't fit, that sort of thing. So, this is a tactic, divide and conquer is a tactic from the intelligence community. So whoever's wanting to plant seeds that there's a bunch of infiltrators uh, trying to manipulate RBN, I think that's that's a good sign, because if you're not getting flack, you're not over the target. And any fly trap... Once it gets full of flies and it's not going to catch anymore, I think they get done away with one way or another. So as long as RBN's catching new targets, and let's face it, 99% of the audience here, probably the only ones listening on free-to-air satellite, are tech-savvy enough to protect their identity and donate somehow anonymously with green dot cards or something. You know, uh, that I, I just, you know... <laughs> Every form of media in this age is a flytrap. 
So they're styling and profiling everybody. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a Catholic, and I don't. I don't appreciate you know somebody trying to insult me. This goes back uh, a couple of shows yesterday where I'd called you a guy from Vancouver, British Columbia. I think is who he was referring to. But I, I appreciate you taking my call. Thanks, Mike. We're in the show. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow for Wood and Jeremy on Inpoint Side. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.